podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening. Jono here again this evening, uh, this time with Eugene. I know I said last night it'd be Simon and Eugene, but as Eugene pointed out in the WhatsApp group today, I've got some catching up to do, having missed a few. So I am next. He was on a jolly somewhere off in Spain with some three mates and blah, blah. So we thought we'd make him work for a change, chaps. Perfect. Sounds, sounds about fair. Do you know what, yeah. Eugene? I'm going to start with something tonight that I don't know whether it's I'm more depressed watching my national cricket team or my football team because I've just watched... Please don't tell me you're a Man United supporter. I am. And I did know that, which is why I teed it up for you. And I've just watched <laughs> the first half of United versus FC Copenhagen and it is utterly miserable. It's nil-nil, but it, we are just garbage. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, please can you tell me you're supporting the All Blacks this weekend? Because it seems whoever you support is really shit. <laughs> I am I am firmly in Camp Boca on on Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday? It is Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. it's definitely Saturday. Yeah. So the third and fourth playoff is on Friday, which is England versus Argentina. I will be okay. supporting England, and then on Saturday it is South Africa versus New Zealand at eight o'clock. Well. South African sport is certainly on the up at the moment, is it not? As witnessed again today. I mean, what a phenomenal side they are at the minute. It, it just it's scary. Oh. They seem to get better and better. I know they've scored more runs than they did today, but phenomenal. I mean, as a South African fan, you must be absolutely over the moon with how they're going. I am absolutely delighted with the way South African, the South African cricket team is playing at the moment. I must be honest, though, I'm just so worried that we're peaking too early because how, of how long this tournament is. Yeah. The, the one thing I will say, I did listen to what you and Robert spoke about last night. Believe it or not, today's match was the halfway point. It was, It yeah. is match 23 yeah. of 45. Yeah. So we are now over the halfway point. So is this, as soon as is South this Africa finished their... This is hump day then, is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. We're now on the downhill. So we're looking forward to the summer now because we've 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 pretty much finished winter. <laughs> no, no, I wish that was true. <laughs> Crikey. Well you, Yeah, I mean for those of you who can't see, Eugene is is decked out fully in bobble hat, bespoke custom made by Woodstock bobble hat, might I add, and a full Twickenham garb tonight. So he uh, yeah. yeah, it must be cold down south. I I have a thing where and it's, I've been doing it since I moved to the UK in 2008. I try and not use the heating until November. Yeah, that's fair. So I try and I try and squeeze it out. So it's a bit chilly here today. So I thought, let me just put a couple of layers on and I'll be happy to, as Larry from there. But yeah, um, I tell you what I was happy with and I did warm my cockles up was watching Quinton de Cockbat. Oh my God, brilliant. I mean, 15 fours, seven sixes, 174 of 140. But, so here's the thing for you, right? Yeah. In the second half, and you may have heard this if you were watching, but they were saying that that has now beaten the best batsman, keeper batsman score in a one-day game because he beat Gilchrist. But then yeah. the conjecture of De Kock not bothering to come out and keep, where does that leave us? Right, I, I'm, I said this the other day when... 
when there were so many substitutes when England were playing. They had they finished the game with three substitutes. I think Heinrich Klaassen then went in. You know, he scored his hundred. Didn't I was like, no, no, this is this is not on. What's going on over here, chaps? And again, I was going to bring that up again tonight. It's like I know he had mild cramp, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, the use of substitutions is now fully in flow, albeit they can only field. Does make a you know it does make a point as to what's going to happen in the future with substitutions with with fielders slash batters slash bowlers. If they don't stamp it out now, you'll remember I'm sure a very famous Ashes series 2009 uh, was it 2009 2000 no 2005 when Gary Pratt ran out Ricky Ponting and Ricky Pot this was I think a, it might have been at the Oval anyway as someone will correct me. But he was then shouting up at the England change room because they've effectively put on a specialist subfielder and because they were they're rotating the bowlers and the bowlers were going off to put the field for a little while. Now, I'm not saying that Andil Fesla-Cueo probably hasn't pronounced that correctly, but you know, you're not going to argue that he's a specialist fielder. It's not like having a Trevor Penny, for argument's sake, coming on to, to field in, replacing, in place of Dukak. But, you know, fresh legs... Surely there is something that to be said is, you know, unless you've got a proper, proper injury, the named 11 have to go out and, you know, Reese Topley breaks his finger and has to go off some treatment. Fair enough. I get that. You know, but anybody can say they've got cramp because they've scored, they've just whacked 174, batting for what? He probably batted for 43 overs or something, maybe even a little bit more. But yeah, it seems strange to me. I'm not sure I like it, if I'm honest. Yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm totally with you on this. Wasn't comfortable in the England game when 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 England did it. I'm not comfortable today when when the Cox done it. I'm sure it's going to happen again in the in the tournament, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it then. But yeah, it's it's one of those scenarios um, that that I I'm not sure what to do. It's I'm not sure anybody can do anything. It's you know you've got to look after the health and well being of players. Yeah, well, talking of health and well being of players. Joffrey Arch has been given another two-year contract, hasn't he? Because <laughs> after they broke him he in has, 2019, yeah. uh, the, the old golden handshake still seemed to be going strong. But anyway, I know we I know we referenced that any, the other night. Moving Did you on. see Ben Stokes got a one-year? Yeah, I think it's because of his knee. Uh, no. So I read up on it today to find out why he only took a one-year. And Rob Key actually came out and, and, and described exactly why he's done it. A very, very short summary of it is, is is that in one year's time, it moves to the next cycle of contracts. And effectively, what Ben's thought process is, is that he, in one year time, in one year's time, he's going to be in a position to bargain better and get a right. better contract for a longer period of time. Fair play. Because of the way that the cycle works. So I was quite surprised. I was, like you, surprised. Ben Stokes, one year. Everyone else gets a three-year, you know, all the, you know, wood. Root and, and I think it's Jacks, so or I can't remember who the third the number person of them, is. Right, there's 15 of them on a will, year, I think, isn't there? And yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I was surprised to see Stokes only got one year, and then read this 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 article that that when when Rob Key was interviewed, and I was like, oh wow, that's clever. He's gonna mm-hmm. he's basically get as much stock as he can in this year, and then next year negotiate a huge whacking payment. Fair play. If anybody deserves it, you'd say it's probably Ben. To be fair. Thoughts yeah. on, and I know we're digressing a little bit here, but someone who we all agree has had a phenomenal summer, and it would probably be the answer to a lot of England's problems, considering how much his game has come on. Tom Curran, but no, nowhere to be seen, not even an incremental contract right. or anything, which strikes me as strange. 
I, I think he should have been the replacement for Reese Topley. Yeah, yeah, we said but that last time. I'm very surprised. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm very surprised not to see him go up. I know I said in jest it was going to be Jason Roy because, you know, he needed to come back in, but I'm very surprised not to see him on, on any list considering how well he's playing. I just don't understand how, you know, how the selectors have left him out. I mean, mm. towards the back end of, of the season, the English season, yeah, he was scoring runs for fun, hitting shots over extra cover for six off the back foot, which, you know, you have to be a phenomenal batter to do mm. that. And by the way, that's not his speciality skill. He's a, he's actually a batsman, a bowler, should I say? Bowler, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we should let's get back to today before we go off down another rabbit hole. Obviously, I called it. I think maybe last night, just saying that I wouldn't be surprised to see them say that Bavuma wasn't fully over his illness. You know, just selected. to give Hendricks yeah. another, another run out. Didn't really back it up, did he? Twelve off nineteen. But where did he go from here with that other opening spot? Did it, does Bavuma now come back in because Hendricks is had a failure, or do they give him another go? Well, I didn't actually check why. I didn't actually check why Hendricks was not sorry. Why why Bavuma was not reselected? Yeah, they, they I didn't he, they actually he hear if he was still injured. Yeah, it, it was. Got yeah, it. Got it. Yeah. It, I mean, which is the easiest thing for them to say. It's a bit of a throwaway game against Bangladesh. You would think that's probably one of the games where they would feel that, okay, if he goes in and backs up with another big score again, then we've got a decision to make. But he's probably made it a little bit easier now for Bavuma as captain to walk straight back into the side for the next game, whenever that is. Yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll be honest, the, the Cox batting four for both openers. Well, yeah. Moment, so. yeah, he's been phenomenal. He's now <laughs> leading the run scoring for the tournament by by a distance, having overtaken Rohit Sharma. Van der Dussen got one that stayed a bit low, hitting bang in front. I mean, he even knew that he didn't review it. You know, decent bit of bowling yeah. from Iraz. Uh, Markram looked good again, 60 from 69. Just looks solid, doesn't he? Just a good cricketer. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, The partnership between him and Klaassen looked so good. Mm. They just knew exactly how they needed to get the scoreboard ticking. And again, it was proper cricket shots. It was not like they were trying to slog every ball and trying yeah. to get 400 um, they knew that they were going to be able to go deep in the in the last ten overs, and and, and they I went mean, deep in the last ten overs. <laughs> it's just, you know, we'll talk about Miller in a minute, but Clarkson ninety off forty nine, two fours, eight sixes. That bloke is just unbelievable. I mean, the form he's in at the minute. But then, in a way, Miller comes out and gets thirty four off fifteen, one four four sixes, going at two two six. I mean, you've got those guys coming in in the back end. Everything just seems to be working for South Africa at the minute, doesn't it? Like they, they seem to have this game plan of, okay, first 20, we'll try and get up towards 100, 120, having lost as few wickets as possible. Yes, they were two down today. But they're giving themselves ample opportunity to go into that last 10 with so much firepower left still in the shed. Um, I think mm. Miller came out in the 46 over. He only had four overs to bat. Yeah. Yeah. The, the game plan is just working to a T. And mm. I really hope, I mean, I know we've got a couple of tough matches coming up against Pakistan as an example in, in a few weeks, in, in a few days' time. But I, I just want to see us struggle a little bit just to, just to make sure that the, the tail gets an opportunity to bat. Mm. I say that. They didn't have an opportunity to bat against the Netherlands. And like I said to you, it looked like they were having a net. Yeah, maybe that was you know maybe that was a bit of maturity on their side showing. Look, instead of just trying to slog everything out the park, let's actually get some time in the middle. But yeah, 
to to back up what you just said there, it's everything that South Africa is doing at the moment just looks so clinical. Mm. I'm surprised to see us up in second halfway through the tournament. I'll be honest, I didn't think we were going to make the top four. I now think we're one of the the shoe ins to make sure that we get into the semis. There's probably um, three teams, but yeah, one spot, isn't there now? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that statement. Yeah, um, it's just great to watch at the moment. I mean, they're playing really entertaining cricket. And then their bowling is also backing it up. You know, as much as their batting's doing well, their bowling, they just, I will say this, their, 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 their front, their first 20 overs of bowling look phenomenal. Mm. Looks like they're squeaking out a few runs, even against England with Wooden, you know, the tail putting on, I don't know, felt like 60 or 70. Bangladesh did the same today, albeit a phenomenal batting performance from 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 Riyad. Mamadullah. Yeah. I mean, he's been... It's weird. They, they've kind of had him in as their finisher. He's their most experienced player. He's probably their best player. Yeah, he's been coming in at what? Seven? Eight, nine, ten. I know. Six, yes. Two, four, no, six today. Six, six today, yeah. 111 from 111 balls, 11 fours, four sixes. And, you know, they, they did try and farm him the strike towards the end to try and get him towards that 100. And, you know, he, he's the elder statesman of that team. And so we'll, we, we would imagine it will be his last, uh, last World Cup. But, you know, phenomenal to see some fight uh, from him. You know, the the fizz batted a long time with him. Hassan Mahmoud uh, batted well with him. Nassim Ahmed. So you know, I mean, Bang- Bangladesh just look as soon as, as soon as you know Has- Al Hassan's gone for for one. Uh, Mushfiqur Rahim's gone for eight. Litton Das only twenty two. Like you know, they've ripped through the top order. You say Janssen mm-hmm. got a little bit lucky, gloving Tamim off. <laughs> Two then, down leg side. And then strangling Anto down leg side first ball. But, you know, if the tide's in your favour, the tide's in your favour. And, and things seem to be very much working in, in that way for South Africa at the minute. So, But, uh, you know, my next question to you is, has this been a boring World Cup so far? In the sense that, you know, we've won. I know we said, I said to Simon last night, finally we've seen a tight game. But it was tight in terms of the fact that, you know, there were only eight, 12 balls left or whatever. But Afghanistan still won by eight wickets. So it's still a bit of a dick in. Have all the games been far too one-sided for it to be a brilliant spectacle? They have been one-sided. I don't think it's been boring, though. I think one of the one of the sides has done something brilliant along the way. I will say that there's been a clear gulf between... The, the the tier one and the tier two nations that the, there's been there's been some big mismatches, but that's the only way that the other the 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 other tier two nations are going to improve, and we've seen that very much in the rugby world cup. You know, we saw how how those tier two nations improved, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these tier two nations now starting to play more and more cricket on the on the big stages. And the Netherlands look ph- phenomenal. Afghanistan, I don't I know they're tier two. They beat Pakistan. You know, Bangladesh pushed South Africa quite deep today. I mean, if it was wasn't for you know us scoring close to that number, I mean they they look they look very good when they were batting towards the end. Yeah, I can't believe you've you've just in a in a roundabout way referred to England as a tier two nation. <laughs> Thank you. Very much. I I didn't explicitly call it out, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's there and there about. We must talk a little bit about Super Brew. Yes. Tomorrow is the last game of round three, which is Australia versus the Netherlands. At the moment, there's uh, there's been some interesting, you know. I, I know you said there were only two people that elected Afghanistan to win yesterday. 
you'll be you'll be pleased to know that a few people chose South Africa to win today. At the moment, it's um, the yellow cap contention holders. There are four of them, five of them in contention: Anthony Gaydon, Tom Toe, Womble, Womble Wellow, River, and Eugene. Yes, yes, that is me. I am in contention. I have risen up the leaderboard, which is why I'm bringing it up. I'm now sitting in tenth place. Oh yeah, overtaken, overtaken. Yeah, a number of different people. Um, so yeah, if I get my result t- right tomorrow, I I might just be a yellow cap holder, and take one for the team. Well, I'm fortieth. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's thirty places between us, <laughs> and I'm sure Robbo's between us somewhere. My my power of prediction really needs Robbo's thirty sixth. Oh, is he? Right. Okay. Fine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That'll be my that, that's my long term goal then is to just try and get above Death Boy by the end of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> that can be the only saving grace of my predictor game. Yeah, yeah. So Australia Netherlands tomorrow. Hopefully an entertaining game. You would expect Australia to get up in that result, wouldn't you? But yeah. as we've seen from this World Cup, they seem to be in the straps a little bit, Australia. But you know, I'm hopeful that Netherlands can push them close and, and, and we can have an exciting game on our hands. Yeah, look forward to it. Perfect. Well, look, it will be me again tomorrow because Eugene, the head teacher, has said that I'm now doing every single one of these until the day that I die. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks as always for your company today, tonight, however you, whatever the time is where you, ever you're listening to this. And uh, Eugene, always a pleasure, mate. I'll catch up with you in a couple of days. Will do. Cheers, Anna. Sports Social Podcast Network.